1: How are you now? How are you now? How are the Montreal Canadiens uh, draft lottery odds now? Well, they might be slipping a little bit. Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, there's still a little bit of uh, games to be played before we can really figure that out. But uh, let's talk about it because they defeat the New York Rangers by a score of 4-3. to Hello and welcome to episode 81, the penultimate episode of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast, presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and um, well, I'm not upset that they won that game. I think it's nice to see them get a win, uh, to break the losing streak. I think they needed that. I think a lot of the fans needed it too, to to know that it's possible for them to beat a New York Rangers team that was resting uh, a lot of their stars. Uh, because they're obviously a playoff team and the Montreal Canadiens are not. But on, this, on the other hand, if they lost in regulation in that game, it would have guaranteed them the top odds in the draft lottery. So I think a good portion of the fan base was also a little bit upset that they managed to pull off that win because, you know, uh, again, a loss would have given them those top odds. So let's talk about it. First period, pretty neutral zone heavy period, honestly, from both teams. Uh, not a whole lot of action I was actually a little bit bored watching it uh, Rangers getting the better chances uh, getting the better of the shots uh, but that doesn't matter late in the frame beautiful pass by Michael Pizzetta out front to Ryan Paling. he puts it in uh, Alexander Georgiev can't see shit on that one makes it one nothing, and that was the score after 20 minutes of play of course less than 5 minutes into the second period the Rangers get one back Delayed call against the Habs. Ryan Reeves uh, takes a shot, gets deflected in by Christian Dvorak, cancels out the penalty and makes it 1-1. Shots at the end of the first period were 10-6 to in favor of the Rangers. Okay, With four minutes left in the second period, they were 19-7 to in favor of the Rangers. The Habs did not look like a team that was trying to win that game. And you could understand why it's like maybe they maybe this is finally the the tank game right where they purposely try to lose. But no, they picked it up uh, towards the end of the second period and through the third. They did get a f- uh, their second shot on goal of this. Uh, their their first shot on goal was earlier on in the second period. Their second shot on goal came with about a minute left, and then with about thirty seconds left in the period. This time is Jeff Petrie getting there. I think their third shot of the period, circling on the outside hash mark, lets loose an absolute laser. Top Cheese beats Georgiev, makes it 2-1 for the Montreal Canadiens at the end of the second. Early third period, though. Early-ish, anyways. Neutral zone turnover by Cole Caulfield. Frank Vitrano goes the other way, uh, just unleashes a wrister to beat Samuel Montembeau on the glove side, makes it 2-2. Two to two. But Mike Hoffman, still trying to hurt the Montreal Canadiens. He takes a pass from Nick Suzuki later on. Uh, coming into the zone and he beats Georgiev with a weird one, it kind of rolled up his blocker, it's like, is Georgiev the one trying to lose this game or what he did not have a great night makes it 3-2 to two for the Montreal Canadiens but a late power play for the Habs, under 5 minutes to go, so you're thinking, less than 5 to go and you've got a power play and a 1 goal lead this is a very winnable game at this point, is it not? well, <laughs> the Rangers get a rush going the other way Ryan Strom, from very high in the slot, pretty much up near the point, he beats Maltambo and makes it 3-3. Three three. And we're thinking, well, we're going to go to overtime here. Uh, but no, absolutely not. About 30 seconds left on the clock. The Rangers just cannot clear their zone. Absolute mess for them trying to get out of there. Puck gets over to Jeff Petrie, and he, this time, comes down from the point, unleashes another snipe. Top Cheddar, glove side, beats Georgiev to make it 4-3 to three for the Montreal Canadiens. Another one that, realistically, if I'm a Rangers fan and I'm watching George F. not able to make that save, I'm going, what are you doing, man? Jeff Petrie's a pretty good shooter, but uh, he went down a little early, and it's to, sneak, to have that one snuck over your glove, not a goal that you want to let in. Short side from a right-handed shot coming down from the point. But I digress. 4-3 the final score Jeff Petrie with the game winner um, how do we feel about that well I think we we gotta give player of the game to Jeff Petrie uh, a couple of really nice snipes there was a funny moment in the first period where he was in the corner in his own zone and he held onto the puck for too long and he got absolutely yeeted by Julien Gaultier I mean he got fucking hammered and went down he was fine uh, he, he didn't get hurt or anything, and obviously he finished the game and ended up scoring two goals. So really good game from him, and, I mean, it's been a tough season for him. So, uh, again, as much as I wanted to see them clinch the top odds in the draft lottery, I, I will say this. I, I did enjoy seeing a good game like that from him. I think he needed it. I, I think he needed to know that, that he still had that. And I think the Habs kind of need him to, to – to end his season on a high note like that because he has apparently requested a trade and if they're going to trade him in the offseason they need to have something to show right I don't think anybody's going to trade for him based on one game I think they're going to be trading for him if they do at all uh, other teams that is based on his overall body of work and what they know he could bring to their team but again if you're going to make that trade from a Habs perspective, you got to have a few things that you can point at and say, well, listen, you know, we had a really tough season, so things didn't go well, but look at the game film. Look at this game. Look at that game. It's like he's still got hockey left in him. And um, other than that, is I just think from a human perspective, I, th- I think he needed that. Again, really rough season. You uh, can't just have a shit sandwich of a season and have it nonstop all the way to the end all the way through 82 games so you know in the penultimate game him having a two-goal game and you know playing really well in the process I think it'll do wonders for him and it maybe has a slight impact on the trade value as well you know recency bias right you're only as good as your last game well his last game right now pretty goddamn good so player of the game goes to uh Jeff Petrie the uh, officials, of course i got to talk about the officials, right? It's only my second last chance to do it in this season. They missed a lot of calls, and they made some calls that were just brutal, right? Uh, Jordan Harris, I'll, I'll put a gif in the article, and I was in the prize about this one. He had the most obvious interference right in front of a ref uh, in the third period, and he doesn't call it. It's basically a slew foot, too. It was like a dangerous play. It's like, how are you not going to call that? Uh, but it was the one time that I found myself going like, ah, come on, don't call it. Like we I I again I, I was torn because I, I do love watching them win games. I do, but I, I really want I felt like, you know, this is your chance to lock it in. Let's lock it in. Right? Let's lock in those top odds. So I was a little bit conflicted during that game. But of course, you know, in typical me fashion, I'm still looking at it and I'm going, How the fuck do you not call that penalty? It's basically a slew foot right in front of you and a guy who has not touched the puck at all. I mean they they were brutal. Julien Gaultier got an interference call, uh, and this one was in favor of the Habs, right? He took an interference call, I think, in the second period where it was like the weakest little cross-check I've ever seen. I mean, it was basically incidental contact at that point. And they called that, but they didn't call the interference against uh, Jordan Harris. I mean, NHL officiating has gotten so unbelievably bad. It feels like it can't get any worse, and then it gets worse. I don't envy any of the teams that are going into the playoffs this year because I feel like there's less clarity than ever on what is and what is not a penalty, and they don't adhere to their own standard, and I don't see that magically getting better uh, when there's like one game left for each team pretty much before the playoffs start. So good luck to everybody this year who is in the dance because I think that there are going to be some controversial games coming from the Zebras. as Habs fans, luckily, it's not going to be our problem this year. So uh, we get to enjoy the offseason. We get to enjoy one more game against the Florida Panthers on Friday. And the, the game here for the Habs is basically don't get three points out of the two games. So they kind of have to lose against Florida now. Florida, however, you might be thinking, well, that's a virtually impossible game for the Habs to win. They're clinched, much like the Rangers. So they're not going to be the Florida team that you know that is virtually impossible for the Habs to beat. They're going to rest a lot of guys. They're not going to come out with their top people. They're, and if any of their top people are on the ice, you know, they might be playing more limited minutes than they otherwise would. Florida doesn't care about that game. The Habs, on the other hand, are probably going to ice everybody, with the exception of Carey Price. I don't see him coming back for one last meaningless game. So there, there is a... You know, distinct possibility that the Habs are not going to have those top odds that I keep talking about. And if that happens, you know, I'm not going to be up in arms about it. Of course, I want them to have the top odds. I would like to get Shane right. I'm not in the school of people who think that his lackluster, if you even want to call it that season, is a problem in terms of drafting him first overall I think he's going to go first overall I think he deserves to and I think he's going to be a very very good NHL player I would like to see him in a Canadian's uniform but if they don't have those top odds I'm not going to freak out about it Logan Cooley would be a great pick Uriah Slavkovsky would be a great pick the Habs have two first rounders so it not being the first overall is not the end of the world and so I don't think we need to freak out if they don't end up with those top odds of course you'd like to have them right of course you would but I think we got one game left. We might as well just try to enjoy it. Hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's entertaining. And if they happen to lose in regulation and we end up getting the top odds in the process, you know what, great. If not, eh? you know what, the whole point of stacking draft picks and you know, trying to rebuild this team is to make sure that they can be competitive in the long run. So as long as they use those draft picks properly, whatever they end up being, if they get the third, the second, the first, doesn't really matter. Just use them right. Make sure that we've got proper evaluation of the talent. That we talk to the scouts. Take a look at what's best for the team. What do we need? What do we want? And then make a decision on who we're going to draft after we figure it out. You know, it's a lottery, right? And I'm, uh, I'm in the school of thought where uh, I think that the lottery is rigged anyways. So if it is, if I'm right about the lottery being rigged, I think you would want to give the first overall pick to the team that's hosting the draft might be able to up the ticket prices a little bit (laughs) but who knows i don't actually know if it's rigged i just think it is i just look at you know the overall results of the draft over the course of the years and i wonder and i think it's rigged but we'll see win or lose first or third fourth whatever doesn't matter i'll be back with one more episode for you guys after friday night's game uh it's been a fun ride doing the podcast this season, I don't think I'm going to stop talking into my microphone either. I mean, the Habs are going to have uh, a couple of really solid prospects who I've been following this season. Uh, They're going to be active in the CHL playoffs in their respective leagues and potentially in the Memorial Cup as well. So I think I'm probably going to do some episodes, maybe not bottom six minutes, we'll we'll come up with something new for you guys where I can talk a little bit about that and I'm also going to be following them and posting gifts on my Twitter account. So... Drake MT, drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. I'm gonna cut it off there. I won't plug my Twitter a second time. Don't worry. We are running what? Uh, over 13 minutes. So, les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I am on the previously mentioned website that I'm not going to plug for a second time. So, uh, you know, if you want to follow me, I'm going to have some gifts of prospects as well coming up. So, uh, the, the the season never ends when it comes to people like me. We're always following the house and trying to look for something to talk about. So, uh, thank you as always for listening, and of course, I love you.